GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. And welcome, everybody, to our daily gun show. Ours, because we're spending time together on it, so it is both of ours. And it is daily, because every single day we go live, every single weeknight at least. And it is a gun show, because gun shows are awesome. This is a show, and our focus is guns. And I guess we're being broadcast on the internet, so that's how we come to you live. We're using a thing called StreamYard, and you got an opportunity to see how awesome and annoying it is to put this thing together. Let me get this thing out of my face. And then uh, we'll eventually get everything under control here. I have a lot of tabs open. Probably more tabs than a lot of people. Let's not get too scared here. I've got some very wide monitors. I'm going to take the stream that we're in. I'm going to pull it off of these other tabs. And I'll cram it over here so that about a quarter to a third of our screen that we're sharing here together. Sharon will be uh, your comments. So feel free to be part of this live conversation. Thanks for showing up tonight. If you're listening to this in the future as a podcast or maybe a video on one of the other video hosting platforms, consider joining us live and being part of the show. It's so much fun. A lot of people say their lives are better for being part of the live conversations. Give it a try, see what you think. All right, so I've been moving stuff around my screen Let's just deconstruct what's been going on for a while here. So we've got the Amazon review of the Glock book. So we're going to take the text of that, the text link, hyperlink to that. I might get upwards of a few pennies if you were to buy the book with that link right there. So feel free to, no obligation. Now what I'll do is take the title of the book and put it in front of the link and then hit a couple of spaces, hit an equal, hit a couple of more spaces. And now that gets distributed as you see over here on the left, or maybe you can't because my face is in the way. Boom, that gets distributed on both YouTube and t Twitch because we're just streaming over to Twitch. So we can drop off that link. After action, we're gonna be talking about that today. So we'll leave that up. Gilded, what? If you're a Patreon, you know what this is all about. The rest of you, you shouldn't even be looking in there. Then we've got uh, this show, which is one of the reasons this thing's echoing all over the place. Do we have a poll? We do not have a poll going. So let's take this over here. Let me do a little adjustment to my login, so to speak, and log into the appropriate account for this channel. And whenever my computer catches up with me, let's start a poll. Tonight's poll, I think there's actually a poll in here. What will be your next firearm training? Dun, dun, dun. So here's some benefits of showing up live. You get to be part of the live show and you get to help determine the uh, future of other shows sometimes, or in this case, the future of this show. So consider showing up live and why isn't that cutting? There we go. And uh, being part of this experience. You might go, Wow, this is an incredibly intricate, detailed script. 
how is he keeping up with such a great script? Here's here's a little something. This is not scripted. So that's why it's taken a little while to get everything set up here. Because this is an authentic real live stream. Uh, we go live in the middle of the night. Uh, so then we can complain about this pretty much. So maybe this was a not a good way to do it. Let's see. Uh, rifle of any kind. So CCW. Yeah, I think I did it badly. So I tried copying too much at the same time. Let me just go back here and redo and redo. So your question that's going to come up on the quiz or the poll, I guess, is going to be what kind of training will you be doing next? Ugh, what happened here? There we go. I was actually just taking the dog out and thinking to myself something about this particular question. And I didn't even remember that I was going to be asking this particular question, but I was wondering myself what the next training I might do is. There we go, finally. So now we have a poll going out there. Now let's take apart the rest of this other whole browser window. What? You got two browser windows open on the same screen. Yeah, that's how wide of a monitor we're talking about. You can get yourself a wide monitor. Uh, if you want, I'll give you an Amazon link to one. There's like 150 bucks, or at least this one was. Uh, let's see. So we have barbecues ripoff show he copies the show often and then this time he was doing a book report that's what we were talking about that clock book it's a pretty good book uh earlier than that even we had uh sand hills what does he call himself now he used to be called sand hill shooter and now he has a more nebraska correct name sand hills media he hosts a uh conversation about second amendment on thursday evenings a lot of people might be there or might be here who were there. You know, it's just about to compliment my internet and I noticed that my internet signal's dropping. Is anybody uh, getting bad connection out there? Is this getting a uh, testing, testing, testies? One, two, three. All right, so we had a great start shooting school, was one of the many guests on Sandhills Media's chat earlier, which was about training. I think I missed most of it because I was on Yankees chat tonight, but uh, for the last an hour into it until the end, I got to listen to it. It was a pretty good chat. I did drop some, uh, some of my points over on the uh, YouTube channel. Thanks for the feedback, seeing the connections working. Next up is just a new tab, not doing anything. There is the actual link. Oh, I guess I should have just linked not just talked about these links, but let's let's link to these links. So a great start shooting school is Burkchini's uh, project in Connecticut. And she had a interview on earlier today with Diana Mueller. And then she was just on with uh, Sandhills. So uh, there's a link to Brooke's channel, or actually say her website. This is Brooke's channel, and on Saturday afternoons, uh, she does a project called uh, Suicide Prevention Saturday, and that is definitely a resource worth checking out. It's a consistent, uh, informational, motivational um, resource to give us skills and resources for having a 
evolving conversation about what our Second Amendment protects. Great resource each week. Uh, let's see, then in addition on the Sand Hill Show, we had uh, Amanda from Eye on the Target Radio. She's the uh, first female nationally syndicated firearms focused radio show, like on actual terrestrial radio. Her and her brother, Rob, do a uh, show from five to seven metric standard time, or I mean, Eastern standard time on Sundays. And uh, you can listen to that streamed on the Plight Society podcast radio show, or I mean, YouTube channel. What the hell am I saying? It must be getting late. So we're going to put the link over there to Amanda's website. Next is thegunfood.com. Uh, I'll link to this on other people's chat, but I'm not going to link to a place that sells ammo on my chat. So this is a dude that was on with uh, the group. I guess he's an instructor also, but uh, his website sells ammo, so I'm not going to link to it, but it's thegunfood.com if you want to go there. Uh, Riding Shotgun with Charlie is an interviewer, Second Amendment activist, and uh, getting the word out. Not only does he put... Uh, get taken or create interviews with second amendment activists he puts them on youtube i should look at his website also he also is an instructor uh-oh what's happening over here why are you doing that youtube why don't you just plain go to youtube why are you even trying to do that stupid youtube so that makes oh it's maybe because i'm in a different browser i guess so we'll just go to charlie over on this one that's super weird. Now, why is all my browsers acting weird? That's weird. All right. So if I'm on that channel, I'll just type in. Oh, see what happened here? I don't know what actually happened here. What do I need to be on? I need to still be on this one for this stuff. So let's stay with this one. All right. And then go to, I'm sure I'm subscribed to Riding Shotgun with Charlie over here. Oh, look, Crump is, is, is corking me. How's he get off? See, is it even legal to have chats on the east coast at this hour how dare he um is ryan shotgun with charlie even posted anything recently um his most recent one is with well going shooting or something but his most recent one is with santee so yes he has been posting recently so uh that took a long time to open. And I already have it out there. Oh, I think I, I linked to his website. I was trying to get to his YouTube channel. So uh, I was going to say Riding Shotgun with Charlie not only does amazing interviews, took me a little while to get back to his freaking YouTube channel, fighting my YouTube channel to get here. He does these interviews with all kinds of activists and stuff. But let's say you were to click on one of these, like Santee's. You're going to find that the description of the videos 
Uh, no one puts as much effort as Charlie does into the description of his videos. He's awesome. So uh, he's creating a resource here that I don't know if he's, I've mentioned it to him. He knows he's doing it, but he's creating a resource that's more than almost anybody out there uh, because he's getting the guts out for us. The people, humans are watching this part and absorbing this part. But this stuff is so crucial to the robots and the future and to everything else that indexes the internet. Nobody's putting this kind of effort in. So kudos to Charlie. So I definitely wanted to link to his YouTube channel as well. So uh, for anybody that's getting here late, we're talking training today. We're going to eventually be talking about 10 reasons why you should not go to any kind of firearms training. But uh, to begin with, we're looking at some instructors that were guests on the Sand Hills shooting. Oh, Sand Hills. Wait, Sand Hills. Shooter? Damn, I can't remember what it used to be called. Now it's called Sand Hills Media. Anyway, Bibch people were on his chat. And now here's the thing. They also talked about a bunch of things. One of the things they talked about was San Diego gun owners. San Diego gun owners, San Diego County gun owners host a gun prom, yes, but they also host a radio show that's on on Sunday afternoons called Gun Owners Radio. So uh, definitely worth checking out. They weren't on that show, but they were mentioned. Another group that was not on the show but was mentioned was Operation Blazing Sword. And we'll drop that link. That is to help the LGBTQ peoples with uh, finding instructors with the uh, kind of a map locator type of thing. Now you've got the APA GOA, Asian Pacific American Gun Owners Association. There are two similar organizations. This is the one that Chris Chang's associated with. He mentioned this one on the way out for the work that they're doing for awareness and outreach. And then you would go to Top Shot Chris for, come on, seriously, this is internet censorship. Top Shot Chris, there. You can go to his website and get all kinds of information about whatever Chris has got going on. He's members of many organizations and I think he's an instructor to some extent. A lot of these people, well, I think that was the whole point of the guests on that show where to have a bunch of instructors on. Let's go now to talk about what we're talking about today. Why you should not take any firearms training or 10 reasons why you should not. There's a bunch of notes here from other shows that I mentioned. I'm cleaning off my screen here. So now, let's see. Krabby Turtle was the first one to jump in. Good evening. And I believe you were the first one to actually say something tonight. So welcome to the live show. If you're new to the show, here's the thing. You don't have to throw in Super Chat after Super Chat after Super Chat. I'm not going to stop you from doing it. You don't have to. And then also... Uh, there's a scroll down at the bottom. Patreons are the ones that make it possible for us to do this. We do appreciate those 149 people who are uh, jumping on board to uh, throw a cup of coffee, maybe lunch at us each month. You throw like a thousand lunches at us. That'd be awesome. We're nowhere near that. So uh, Crab Turtle was first one in tonight. Thanks for that. And thanks for everybody else who joins us tonight. 
Ah, uh, we've got, I spoke to a coworker that wants to get firearms. He is gonna be the first person I help with the convoluted process to purchase a handgun in Maryland. That's pretty awesome. I forgot that uh, as I'm yawning here, I don't have anything to drink. So I'm gonna go grab something to drink here. Uh, I can't even imagine, because I honestly don't know. So if you want to uh, attempt to walk it through somebody or some people let us know we can either go live or off air or some version or some hybrid of it if you'd like to uh, attempt to walk somebody through it before you go live so to speak with your friend there uh assuming you're interested in something like that but you're more than welcome i'm sure lots of people would be interested to uh, help you out but also learn about uh that convoluted process so I mentioned that was all before the show happened. I took the puppy out. Everything went well out there. Just FYI, it's super hot here. So she's not happy. She's very unhappy with me for not having a house with a bunch of air conditioning. And she's been into houses that have cooling in the floor. So she's not super happy about living here. I am going to get something to drink. I'll be right back. So we're going to have a quick commercial with uh, what we do on Saturdays. We answer gun questions. AskGunQuestions.com is a website that we built back in 2007, and since then, for the last 15 years, people have been able to ask questions of simple to advanced nature, and we attempt to answer them in different ways over the years. Join us now as we start a new series to answer gun questions. I'm going to try to put that thing back up there, and hopefully that still works, because it is too hot to have a thing on my head. All right, so let's, uh, this is what the kids like these days. Whenever they're eating something or drinking something, they got to do like this. All right, so uh, we get to puppies. Did not give her a belly rub. She was kind of had an attitude, so I just let her back in, and she went over there. Gizzard's out there. Gizzard does a long-format show on Friday nights before this show starts up on Fridays. He also does a long-format show on Sunday mornings, and uh, those are often focused on Second Amendment issues, always focused on guns. Lots of great people show up and have a conversation. Very cool time. Check it out. Um... Let's see, we got Patriot showing up and putting in the hashtag, although there's no reason to put a hashtag in there. That's pre that's preemptive hashtagging. I don't even know why somebody would do something like that. There's no indication to do it. There's no plea or uh, in, you know, some, any kind of instruction to do so. But whatever, he's just doing it. Uh, then everybody's saying hello to everybody. You know, it helps the logarithm, so I tolerate it, but clutters it up. Some of us have to go through and figure out what's real and what's not real. Uh, let's see. There's a link to some of the things. Oh, I guess since I've been dropping links here, that does create a bunch of things, uh, posts. All right. So Patriot has an actual topic for the show today. I starred that. There's a feature on uh, this thing that we pay for. It's called StreamYard. So I've got it all out here in the open so everybody can see it. Don't get scared. Uh, when you click on something, that's how it shows up on the screen in, screen, in StreamYard. 
But when I click that little star, now it goes into this other new column and I can go grab it later. So we grab that, com that comment. We'll go back and hit that in a minute. Now I can't leave it here because it'll freak everybody out. So what I do is I squish it over here. Now anybody can do this, but do they? No. I'm not saying they don't care about their, their viewers. I'm just saying that we do care about our viewers. So we don't want to freak you out, but we do want to have your uh, conversation here up on the screen. All right, so uh, LA, good morning or good afternoon. It is ICG. I am having chocolate cake and a glass of, hmm, I don't know what that means. Oh, is that some kind of wine? So uh, I haven't ever done that before. I've heard of people doing eating chocolate cake and wine before. I don't know what cab it is. Is that a red wine, probably? Um, I would try it. Yes, it's not weird or something. Uh, video games count as training? No. So DJ's dropping links out there also. And Pat in the Bunker is out there. Good evening. It's always nice to see folks in the middle time zones. We call them the decent time zones. We've got your metric time zones. Everything's fast and loose over there. Then we've got our wholesome Pacific time zones where the, they're the sun quenches into the oceans at night in our time zone and we appreciate that and then we've got the decent time zones in the middle so we appreciate the people in the decent time zones that show up uh for the show because it is kind of late for some of the decent time zones uh there's not a shed so this is uh somebody who hangs out on the locked and loaded latinos channel at time which is a chat that happens on sunday evenings definitely worth checking out a young couple who's uh, sharing their experiences. They uh, become Second Amendment activists and actually authentic two-way gamers. Those of you who know what I'm talking about know what I'm talking about, DJ. So um, you're talking about some shed. I don't have a shed. For one, I don't. I, what do you think this is? One of the kind of yards where we have sheds in them. I have a old pop-up camper, which is a two-wheel trailer that pops up into a tent kind of thing it's like half cooler half tent also there's like a mechanical hamburger a little bit and you could potentially rent that for twelve hundred dollars a month is what i'm saying i would be able to bring old hose out there for twice a day you could use the hose and then i'm pretty sure you could hork uh power from the neighbors so it's not a shed. It's not that fancy. And it's only got shade for about half of the day. The rest of the day, the rest of the time, it's going to be kind of hot. Maybe. So Pat and Gizzard are saying, hey, and then scrolling, 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 squish, squish, red wine, Cabernet. Okay, right on. I've known people that were boozers that liked wine, so I've been around a ton of wine, and I would drink some of that. I, mean, I don't have a problem with wine, but I don't like it that much. So uh, I'm interested in how different it is. I'm, I'm wine and cheese are the same to me. I'll, I'll taste a cheese and be like, okay, that's good. You know, I don't need a whole grilled cheese sandwich made out of every cheese I'm ever going to eat. I don't need to drink a whole bottle of wine of every wine I'm going to taste. I really like going to the places where you. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this before. But you go to a wine factory 
and then you can order a little tiny glass of a whole assortment of wines and then that way you get to taste it's like you're tasting a bunch of different wines try that sometime if you ask nicely their wine factory might be able to accommodate something like that all right so pink is out there let's talk about this thing right here since it's asmr thursday Is the battery out of it? No, the battery. There we go. Turn this thing on like this. And then what do you think this is? Come on, what are you waiting for? Thing's pretty neat, and you can totally fly inside the house. Super cool. So, uh, yeah, you're definitely going to want to potentially invest in a tiny little drone. I'm just saying. Uh, so, thanks very much for Pink for that. All right, now let's get into the 10 reasons why you should not do any kind of firearms training. So if anybody wants to throw uh, some reasons out there why you should not do any kind of firearms training, feel free. Uh, let's see, we're gonna go back over to the poll over here, which we're gonna be monitoring. What do you think of the orange background? I flipped to an orange background. I don't know if I like it or not. Um, we've got the, uh, by instinct, I have to flip that over to live chat. So if you don't know, maybe you don't know. Let's say you're minding your business and you're watching a live chat like this. It's probably gonna look something like this on your screen. Up here, it's normally gonna be on a thing called top chat. You might think, hey, that's what I want. I wanna have the top stuff, like that's top shelf or whatever, I like it. Nope, top is the sucker bet. You wanna click on that and choose live chat because that's where everything's really happening, man. So I just hit that by reflex all the time. So then we've got uh, 11 votes. And the poll is, what will your next firearm training be? And we got 55% people saying self-defense or CCW, which is lame, super boring. Uh, rifle of any kind, 9%. That's just what your answer should have been, really. Gunsmithing, reloading, 0%. I feel obligated because Echo is probably out there or uh, every once in a while uh, AR guns will show up and I feel obligated to put gunsmithing in there or I mean reloading in there. And then uh, medical, which is also a valid answer and I'm happy to say, I'm proud in fact to say that that one's coming up at 36%. It's coming in number two. Now really it should have been rifle first, then medical and then Reloading and gunsmithing, and then self-defense. What? Yeah. So let's talk about reasons why you should not take any kind of self-defense training. Fruit are my training. What does that mean? Uh, let's go up and start checking out some of my notes from, remember how I mentioned all those websites that I closed? Why are you over here? All right, I guess we're having another commercial. I thought I had timed this better. 
Uh, we have shirts. Hey, did you know that you could help support our future projects and let everyone know you're a fan of what we do? Check out our print-on-demand store. We have a tab here on YouTube. When you click on it, you can choose from a bunch of different items. We have shirts and posters and coffee mugs. Click on the one you like. When you find the design you want to put on it, choose a color and a size if it's appropriate. And when you purchase these items, a portion goes to help fund our future projects. We really do appreciate your support. You get some cool stuff. When you get that stuff, post pictures here and on other platforms, and we'll hook you up next time you order from our gear website store. Thank you for your support of gunwebsites.com. Uh, some little tiny fluffy things do not care when this show is on if, if they're hungry. So apologize if you hear a bunch of clinking and noise making over there while our marshmallow inhales a bunch of buffaloes. So uh, there was a show on with uh, Sandhills a little bit earlier today talking with instructors. I missed the first hour approximately of it, but uh, then I started uh, listening to it and I made some notes. And then since this show is about training, I took the notes and horked them over to here because that's the same as doing it live. So the first one is many of the instructors who were at one time Delta have very good methods. I think this was Brooke Cheney was talking about the um, idea that some instructors will watch. I forgot how she put it. I call it body mechanics or articulature. Oh, is my audio, am I good? My audio on? Is my audio on? Testing, 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 testing. Is this audio working? So uh, Brooke, I think, uh, brought up the idea that some of the instructors that are high end will look at your, you, you and not necessarily your target or your um, gun um, because, thanks for the feedback, appreciate it because um, I don't have my self on the screen. So that means I don't see if my little thing is wiggling that you normally get to know you're talking. Um, and I thought as she was saying that, that um, I've noticed that too. And it seems to me from experience and from uh, listening to people now after the fact, after the global war on terror and listening to a lot of those interviews and stuff. One of the things I really enjoy about those interviews is listening to the new kids opinion of what happened back in the day. Cause back in the day we had Vietnam and then we had Korea and then we had, you know, some in instances, some in, in individual things that we dealt with and people did some things and that's all we had to train with. So, it was a different type of training. And then you had a couple of things that happened through the nineties, very few. And then you had the global war on terror, which has completely changed things. And that has completely changed uh, all different kinds of training, but also the way that people think about training. And then that's blossoming into new directions and stuff. So somewhere in all of there, we've had Delta force and those guys, well, let's just say the people on the team are guys, although there are chicks that go with Delta. Did you know that? And uh, those people who train at that level um, reach into competition shooting. They'll reach into medicine. They'll reach into like 
brain medicine and that kind of thing, like thought processes and, and, you know, they'll reach into a lot of master class elements to bring back to tactical or operational skill sets. And that element, I've seen some of the retired Delta guys who then became firearms instructors go straight to that process that Brooke was talking about of following the or um, reviewing or in, uh, coaching the body mechanics rather than the uh, firearm or the um, shot placement or something like that or technique. And uh, I think that comes from competition, just from Mike's, you know, from, I think it's from competition. Like, again, you, you ask these guys, I could probably have some of them on and ask them specifically if there is a actual origin story for some of the techniques. Like, for example, I'm thinking of Shrek who will uh, bring people in and videotape what they do the same way that like a golfer or a test player or a golf or a baseball swing or all these people, co the coaches will video and then look at your body mechanics and, you know, coach through slow motion video replay. And I'm wondering how much of that, you know, like, again, where the origin comes from that, but that was my notes there. So um, why would you want to do all that? So that's one reason why you shouldn't do any kind of actual training or anything. Where the hell did this come from? we got some kind of super chat happening over here. Thanks for that. I just noticed a super chat happened. So super chats are when somebody throws money at you. I do appreciate that. Garrett threw uh, 10 bucks, says change from gun library Garrett to just library Garrett. Well, I pretty much figured that's what it was, but uh, much uh, appreciated. Thank you for that. Uh, it is free patch Friday tomorrow, so you'll be in the uh, drawing with everybody else for fabulous loot and prizes. Let's see, we've got uh, the next note, and feel free to leave some notes. This is a conversation. There's nobody in here, but you uh, notice how we have this chunk of the screen over here uh, for comments. So as soon as I'm done actually clicking on these first couple that we're focusing on, we'll get back down to the live comments. And again, there's also this poll over here. If you want to participate, a couple more people have chimed in. And now CCW and medical are neck and neck. They're basically necking together. Do the kids still say that? Maybe they don't even know what I'm talking about. Uh, there are NRA brochures on range safety that you can have in your range bag. Consider leaving one behind. Some people are learning as adults and don't know what they don't know. Okay, so we're about to get into one of Patriot's points here. And it made me remember that I didn't get all of my elements out of here because there's a whole other element that... Dang it, I really wanted to bring up tonight. So I'm going to have to go over to my big YouTube channel. Don't be afraid. I'm just going over to a very, very large YouTube channel. And I'm going to go over to the community tab on that channel. I'm going to scroll down a couple of things. A couple of more things. Nope, oh, a couple of up a thing. And then click on this. And then there it is. We're going to be putting this one in for tonight. Wait, do I already have it in here? No, see, I don't have it in here, so I'm definitely putting this one in here. I came up with this one by listening to Yankee come up with it and then stealing it. So I'm harking this off of Yankee. But uh, I feel like it's mine because he said it in front of me when I was standing there, and he probably won't remember that I'm harking it off of him. So then uh, 
we'll get back over to it. They were talking about having a experience at an outdoor range where somebody was being a Yahoo, and I agree with what what uh, Patriot said. Now, Charlie may have been just talking, or maybe we misunderstood, or maybe it didn't come across the way he intended. But basically, somebody was being a Yahoo, and Charlie decided to get out of Dodge. And I don't remember if he had his kids with him or if he was by himself or what. Um, and my point was this, uh, the one that I've got highlighted here, that there are ways that you can have interaction without uh, just leaving, you know, getting out of Dodge. Sometimes it's appropriate to get out of Dodge, of course, and don't be irresponsible or irrational about it. But on the other hand, um, my next point here is, I guess, what I'm elaborating into, that staying at an open shooting area and just doing your thing in front of them, as an example, in a safe way, can lead by example. We are better off when we help each other. And that's, it was just getting a little bit like, um, the, the tone of the conversation to me seemed like it was about to turn into, yeah, those people, it's better off if we just leave them. And that's, I understand it for sure. And it's not anybody's obligation and it's certainly nobody's responsibility, but it is an, an opportunity, I believe, an opportunity to at least spend more time figuring out the data, right? So if that grown adult is acting like a Yahoo, is it because they've spent their whole, whole life acting like a Yahoo and that's how they're going to act and you ain't going to do nothing about it? Or is that your perception and they're just brand new and all they've seen is some dipshit YouTube channel being a dipshit and that's their, their example and they're doing their version of what whatever that dipshit did. So, uh, that would be an opportunity for you to do your thing in front of them. I mean, name something that you just knew how to do. You just woke up one morning when you were a little kid. You're like, dang it. Now I know precisely how to do that task or that skill set or that thing. And I'm just going to go accomplish it over and over again flawlessly. I don't know what that thing was. Maybe pooping. But aside from that, we got to watch other people do it. And unless you're a dingus, dingus, you're going to watch other people do it and incorporate many versions of other people doing it into your style of doing it. And then you're probably going to put some experience in there. Like when I do it this way, it hurts me. Or when I do it that way, you know, it's way easier or something. And, you know, what I'm saying you're going to come up with them something. So you need to be the stimulus or the input that others need to do their calculations. So assuming and letting them be is letting an opportunity let money sit on the table so uh if i had other people chatting about this then they could say stuff or if people were commenting they could say stuff and really nobody's commenting so now it just feels weird like i'm just saying a bunch of things so i don't really like these kind of shows i'm breaking like this to encourage people to interact because it's creepy when people just go live and just say a bunch of stuff all right so the next point is Patriot said uh, something to the effect of what he said down here. So let me go over to what he said down here. Patriot said, that really weirded me out that Charlie said he ditched and just didn't say anything to that unsafe dad and the kids at the range. So I don't remember the whole thing, but yeah, there was something that happened and Charlie was like, yeah, I just got out of there. And again, that 
we don't know the circumstances, but uh, I tend to agree. And I was putting in here to Patriot, normalize being able to call out safety violations, even at the open ranges. It works. It always has. And there's just better and worse ways to do it. So I can definitely remember, maybe the reason I 100% can tell you that this is a thing to do and it works is because I've seen it happen since I was a little kid. You know, you go somewhere and people are doing stuff and then your grandpa goes, hey, and then they go, oh, yeah, right, right. and then they go back to doing it. You learn, they learned, right? Everybody goes on with it. Back in the day, I don't think anybody gave that much of two cents. If some old guy was yelling at you, you went, rah, 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 and then you went back to doing your thing, right? Like it wasn't a big, like, let's start a whole problem, a big thing about it. So maybe people can't handle that anymore these days, but I certainly think uh, that's within the realm of stuff that you could, again, just normalize being upset when people are being unsafe. And like I say, there's tact and there's, urgency and there's you know the what am i trying to say like the right time and place for everything that being said there was this one time does anybody remember good guy there was this one dude back when there was gun channels let's go let's talk about gun channels back in the day gun channels had this one dude called good guy he was a reloader he was a smelter and he often went shooting. So me and him hooked up at the range one time. I think I was either selling him a gun or buying a gun off of him or something, some version of one of those things. And uh, I'm going to describe this. We were at a range that I recently drone flowed over. Is that a word? Drone flowed? I recently put my drone up and took video of this range. And uh, we went out there years ago. And basically, there was some guy being about 30% Yahoo or whatever, and it was bugging me, but we were almost done shooting. And this is the kind of range where there's nothing going on. It's just you minding your business, other people, and there's some benches and stuff. So, uh, but the thing is, uh, as we were finished, pretty much bagged up, and then just using the area there as shade, because it's Arizona, for crying out loud. So we were underneath the area there where we didn't need to be, but we were. And potentially somebody who's ultimately comfortable would have decided that we were gone or packed up and on our way out. However, if they wanted to fall on the fact that they were somehow ultimately aware in their peripheral vision, then they would know that we were not gone. We were still sitting there, but we were not set up and we didn't have stuff out anymore. So for that reason, when the dude with what was perceived as a loaded rifle, moved it around in a way that was bullshit. I, I, said, I said, I can't remember what it said, but I said something to the effect of what you would yell at some young kid in a Marine cutoff t-shirt. So, uh, and it worked. And he went back to his thing and I went back to my thing and his muzzle was in the direction that it should have been in the whole time. So I probably wouldn't have done it in that same way if we were still shooting, if we were still doing stuff maybe he wouldn't have done what he did in such a way if he thought there was people still over there. So in other words, I, I know that it isn't, uh, it's just one circumstance, but since it has happened for me fairly recently, uh, I'm going to keep throwing out there. Like I think there's better. Most people are going to get embarrassed and, and realize real quick that they're the ones doing something crazy. 
as long as you're within the realm of reasonableness. If you're expecting them to do something above and beyond what's reasonable, then again, that gets into some uh, some issues. But uh, yeah, that's all it takes. And even if that, and there's probably tactful ways to do it where you can allow that person to be uh, not, not upset, but, you know, still be in the right, you know, Hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. And by the way, and then blah, 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 and you'll give them out or something. So, so that they can uh, not be festering over it and uh, still enjoy their time, but have learned something. And if you want, feel free to have a conversation about that sometime. Um, because we're better off having that skill set than not, uh, participating because we don't have that skill set or worse not participating because we fear not having that skill set is somehow going to be an issue when in reality i've been shooting for more decades than most of you got guns what yeah think about that decades or 10 years i have been pulling triggers for more years than some people even have guns so i mean i've been pulling triggers for more decades so if you took all of my years of pulling triggers and then not like I pull triggers every day for crying out loud. I'm just saying the span of time that I've been able to pull a trigger is like probably way more than most people. And if you took that into decades, that's way more than most people have because most people have a gun or two. And that would be like, you know, more than four. Let's just say more than four decades. But anyhow, that's interesting. So next we'll go to an arm society. This one's from DJ who is horking off of Robert Heinlein who's an awesome writer who you should read from. Uh, but there was a quote and somebody brought it up. I think it was barbecues chat. And uh, DJ was scared to jump into barbecues chat. So he posted this from the sidelines. An armed society is a polite society. Manners are good when one may have to back up his acts with his life. So uh, I don't remember it being exactly like that, but I'm guessing that is the exact quote, and I just don't remember, right? Uh, Crabby Turtle has got the first actual question of the day, so thanks for that. I think we kind of talked about it, but uh, if you got any specific questions about it or whatever, or like I say, if you wanted to uh, do any kind of run through, let me know. All right. How the hell did that turn into 48 minutes of just rambling? So that's 48 minutes of rambling there. Let's see. How did it fly outside? I thought it was broken. And I was like, well, this thing doesn't even work. Like, it just flies away from me. And then it flew away from me another time. And then it got up to where I had to jump a fence and go get it back. And then I quit flying it outside. And then I figured I'd fly it inside. And I'm like, oh, dang, it's just very, very, very light. So, yeah, that'll be pretty interesting. Uh, let's see. Uh, Cylon detector? No. I have a pop-up cancer pamper. Mine is fancy with AC. With AC and a pop-up, how does that happen? Is the walls made out of like some kind of foldable hard? I've seen the hard paneled ones. I guess it could be hard foam sidewalls or something. But most pop-ups are, uh, you know, a roof made out of fiberglass, I guess. And then the walls are made out of like a cooler. And then the uh, everything else is tent. So that would be a... Tough thing to AC. Well, it brings up so many memories. I used to do pop-up trailer maintenance at one time. So if you can imagine any gross, annoying 
difficult, shitty, fucking sharp or splintery, greasy, wet, cold, hot, uh, dangerous or boring thing about a pop-up camper. I've had to do all of that and more. I hate pop-up campers. I usually usually uh, use them as the. Uh, uh, actually, I don't think about pop-up trailers. I think I have some kind of what do you call it? Stress from it. So I don't think I bring them up too much. I don't think I could enjoy time in a pop-up. I've been, I've had too many gross things I've had to clean out of a pop-up before. Anyway, that's a total distraction there. Sorry about that. Uh, it wasn't a Cylon detector. It was a tiny little drone. That is the smallest drone that a place called Evo, EXO makes. And uh, it's pretty neat. Of course, the only issue with it is that I can't video off of it almost at all but uh flying super fun super fun i'm scared to take it outside because i'm afraid if i i have to go somewhere there's no fences because it'll get taken by the wind i'm afraid so patriot says don't go train ranges are too crowded so that's a good one ranges are so crowded and also you're going to get embarrassed if you were to go to a range and those and you were going to train or whatever and you were going to try to improve yourself or like your skill set or whatever uh, or maybe if you were going to take somebody to the range to train them or get training from what if somebody looked over at you and then seen you or whatever so yeah very crowded you might have to wait and uh maybe you'd be near somebody like they'd be in a lane next to you or near you and then you know you'd have to either ignore them or they might actually give you some input or have a conversation or you know you might learn something from it would be pretty shitty though i wouldn't I, that's a good point patriot good one uh fruit are my training i don't get that one yet so i don't know what that is reason number eight for not training i don't care about my family oh nice one that's a good point everybody is just in it for themselves you know the family can sometimes help you to be in it for yourselves better but a lot of times they're out to get you. So that's a good point. And why would you care about bettering yourself just because you're around people that you care about and you value or whatever? Awesome point. Uh, I do not see you live on YouTube. Well, I hope that that's old because that's like from an hour ago. And everybody's saying, all right. Garrett, once again, through $10 in. Thank you very much. No one is obligated at all, but it's much appreciated when you throw super chats in. The way that works is YouTube throws all that money into a pile, and then on the 20th day of the month, I'm able to pay bills. It's freaking amazing. So I really do appreciate that. It might not seem like nothing, but you know, you get 10 super chats. That's like 100 bucks. That's a bill. So I very much appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Can you hear? Yep. Yeah had to quell a dog rebellion a lot of times if you just wing a bunch of different toys and treats that can stop stuff like that all right so now we're going to get to my topic from another one um this was i think i like i say yankee said this however he said it in front of me so i'm stealing it and i also cleaned it up because he said it in a much lamer way so and then i tried to give it to uh sand hills but he refused to take it so i don't know if he'll take it or not but you uh learn to ride a bike when you're a little kid and you learn to swim when you're a little kid and you learn to shoot when you're a little kid you know what else would it be applicable here learn to play like the piano or something when you're a little kid 
So there's certain things that you want to make your little kid learn because it's way easier to learn it when you're a little kid. You don't got nothing else in your head yet. Or they cheat by being little or something. I don't know what it is anymore. I was a little kid a long time ago. But I do remember that by being a little kid, it's super easy to learn stuff. So because it's like their whole job is learning stuff. So this I think there's a lot to that. And a couple of things. One is, first off, I believe everybody's going to agree with me that riding a bike uh learning how to swim and shooting a gun are important things to learn and i think they're important things to learn as a little kid now that might be controversial because a bunch of people didn't learn those things when they were a little kid i mean city people probably didn't learn any of that stuff so uh i don't know but i think that's the thing and now that's one thing and if that's the thing then is there some sort of a deliberate intentional um campaign to remove shooting from learning it when you're a little kid and that's the second part of my thing or i guess this leads into my third part of my thing if it is true that you learn better when you're a little kid things like swimming and shooting and riding a bike and playing a piano or whatever guitar then is it easier or difficulter when you are an adult trying to learn how to swim trying to learn how to ride a bike, trying to learn how to play a guitar, trying to learn how to shoot. You know what I'm saying? So some of us are just way better at shooting. Maybe it's because we learned how to shoot when we were a little kid. And then every time we went shooting, we just got better. It was like we were playing D&D since we were like one. And, you know, we got like a million shooting hit points now. We can't help it. It's just that we've been around this long. And every time we shoot, we get better. And everybody else was like, well, I'm not going to bother shooting until I'm like 30 and then I'll get a gun and I'm only going to get one gun. And then I'm going to only go shooting on weekends. It's not our fault that you only want to shoot once in a while. We grew up shooting like if it was not school, I was shooting a BB gun. I mean, literally, we would take our, is it allowed to say we would take our BB guns and ditch them in like the creek or ditch them in the woods right before school? We couldn't take them to school, but we would ditch them. And then as soon as school was over, we go grab them and start shooting BB guns again for crying out loud. I can't help it if nobody decided to do that when they were younger. So I think that's a couple of things that I think are neat and potentially good for conversation about training. Uh, let's see. So we got Bearded out there listening at work. Patriot says, yes, we're supposed to be the responsible ones. I would not leave someone unsafe with children that would be an unsafe uh around without saying something oh out of range without saying something yep and there's so many ways to do it like so many ways like hey can you come here like i want to ask you about bug spray or like hey is this thing leaking you know like there's just so many ways to get somebody's attention bring them over and be like hey man you know what's going on here like this is super dangerous uh vanessa's come on uh, inform range officers if possible maybe can help is that what you're saying uh but i'm thinking what pa patriot i thought was talking or like the conversation you know i don't remember i guess i assumed it was a range where there's nobody at but it was also charlie so it was probably some range in miss in, in uh massachusetts you think there's ranges in massachusetts where people can just go shoot on their own you're right there probably was like a range officer right there in which case, how bad could they possibly be doing if there's a range officer right there? 
Now, I guess if they were being crazy enough for Charlie to want to leave and there was a range officer there, then that means that somebody's perception of something is off. Either Charlie's too uh, concerned, like he leaves too early, or everybody else is too uh, sloppy and is willing to let too many unsafe things happen. And in that case, telling the range officer, hey, what you're looking at is unsafe. They're going to go, well, I'm looking at it, and it's not unsafe, so get the hell out of here. Uh, let's see. Woods is saying only shoot in the forest because of bad ex range experiences. Eh, well, plus they cost money to go to the range, too. Some people only got their range, though, so they don't get a choice. Pink is saying it doesn't matter if they can't take the criticism when lives are at risk. It needs to be corrected. Yeah, but at the same time, like I say, I think that it would be worth having uh, discussions about it on a regular basis just to bring it up as an interesting topic of conversation, maybe right along the same conversations of when is it appropriate to have a community, let's clean up the shooting area drive. People that shoot out in the middle of nowhere often bring home their own stuff, but they're also aware that a lot of people don't, and all it takes is one initiative by the antis to drop garbage in a known shooting location and the marginalization takes place. Everyone will suggest, everyone will assume that the gun owners put the garbage there. Literally, gun owners can be nothing to do with it. You're going to get the blame. So having a, a periodic, regular, consistent range cleanup is an awesome idea. And that would be a good time to have that, you know, to, to coordinate it with. Smeggy Saint, this is Santa Kickabin from drinking this uh, kombucha. It's got a lot of probiotic cultures in it. It's got 2 billion probiotic cultures in it. Uh, let's see, how many more things do we got left here? Let me look over here. Uh, let's see. Smeggy says, I had a guy flag my chest with a laser while the gun was loaded. I jumped back and yell, hey, what the hell? And rang the officer, jumped in real quick. Oh, then the, I thought you meant you rang something. The range officer jumped in real quick. Yep. Here's the deal. This is, you know, there's no perfect answer to that. But reacting when someone is not focused on what you're focused on, could that cause an inadvertent, really bad reflex? And I'll leave it at that. Because it's not going to happen, but because it could happen, is there a better way to say, hey, buddy, I'm really disappointed about your decision to have that pointed at me? So uh, no right answer, but there's more than one way to look at it. If someone does something dumb, this is from Alex, if someone does something dumb, offer alternative ways to do things. If they do dangerous things, get their, get the range officer, especially if you offered advice. That's a great way to break it down. And uh, that's the thing. I think there's dumb things and dangerous things, and they can overlap for sure, but definitely to differentiate. And I think there's a tendency to go, well, if you did this, then you probably would have done this. And then, oh my goodness, why am I even talking to you? And, you know, we all do that. 
Uh, Pat's saying I live in my own land, so I really have to worry about getting flagged. If you're getting flagged, yeah, you got something to worry about. There's Echo. Good evening. Question. My niece, 18 years old, wants to carry. Class options limited despite being in Idaho. Okay. Thoughts for options. So it's interesting. So what's going on in Idaho? I have no idea what's going on in Idaho. So I don't think there's anything weird up there, I'm assuming, because usually if we don't hear nothing about a state, it's because everybody's content. So an 18-year-old wanting to carry, um, pretty much most of the time they want you to be 21. I would have to go look up Idaho's state law. So you'd have to let me know if you know or if anybody else wants to go look it up. I guess we can go look it up. It doesn't cost us nothing. Uh, Idaho CCW age. And then look at that. They assume I meant Ohio CCW age. What kind of twisted warped bullshit is that? Does Ohio own Google now? Uh, Ohio reciprocity? No, no. Gun and weapon law, the official state of Idaho. Right off the bat, gun and weapon law sounds lame. So way to go, Idaho. I don't like the name of your law. All right. No state permit is required to possess a rifle, shotgun, or handgun. A minor under 18, under 18, must have permission or be accompanied. Hold on. I'm getting a thing out of my eye. Uh... The minor must have permission or be accompanied by a parent or guardian. A minor under 12 must have both permission and be accompanied. Well, right on, Idaho. I like all of that. That's cool. I don't know. I mean, I guess it kind of depends, especially on your own land or whatever, right? Nudge, nudge. But uh, that's probably about right when a kid can go do their thing, go hunting or come back with a squirrel and be responsible. And then... Uh, when they're 18, they're adults already. No state permit is required to possess. No, This is pretty decent. This is Ohio's, they named it their gun and weapon law, which is stupid, but uh, pretty straightforward. Purchasing firearms. There's no state permit required for the purchase of any rifle, shotgun, or handgun. It is unlawful to directly or indirectly sell to any minor under the age of 18 any weapon without the written consent of the parent or guardian. All right. Doesn't say you can't give it to them. That's weird. You just can't sell it to them. You can give it to them. Then uh, concealed weapons. Stupid. Should say concealed firearms if they want. Uh, or it better start having everything listed here. Ohio statute allows residents 18 years of age, not, not disqualified from having a permit, to carry a concealed firearm statewide without a permit except in certain dis designated places. Oh, well, she's good to go. So my niece, 18, wants to carry. Well, she can carry all she wants legally. That's the first thing. Uh, class options are limited despite being in Idaho. All right. Well, here's the deal. Where would an 18-year-old girl want to go to a class? I would say send her on a vacation then. If the Idaho is going to be lame and not have a bunch of classes for you, send her to Vegas or send her to Phoenix, and you're going to find female instructors that are, I'm not going to say they're the best ones, but they're awesome, and I'm sure they're in the top 10, um, and that gets her a free trip, and then she got to dig that. Plus, I would think an 
18-year-old girl coming down to Cary and learn in Vegas or Phoenix, and I can give you a place to go in both of those places. In Vegas, I would go to the gun store and take a CCW class there or go to Shooter's World in Phoenix and take a CCW class there as this 18-year-old girl. And then uh, I suspect those classes would both be like, hot damn, you came down here? Probably uh, be fun time for her, I bet. So uh, I don't know if that works or not, but I think I felt like that's, uh, that would be the way to go if you had that kind of money to send her on a trip or whatever. I think that could be a thing. Why don't we normalize girls going on their own girl trips to learn firearms training? Imagine if she felt like being in a group, she could go to one of the girl in a gun events. Those have to exist because they exist in every state. Uh, and then I guess another resource would be to um, find your DC project rep. Who do we know in Idaho who's DC project? Even though it's not their main goal, I'm just going to assume we can task them with helping girls find CCW instructors because they got nothing else to do when they're not going to DC. If we flip over to their website, it's called the dcproject.info. Bunch of ladies that go to DC periodically to meet with the representatives, let them know what's up, give them their contact info. So when crazy laws come around, they're there to offer awareness. So if we go to the about page of it and we scroll down, are they alphabetical? If they are, then we're missing Idaho. Dang, they don't have one for Idaho. So maybe that 18 year old will eventually become a DC project delegate. All right, so next Echo is saying, my buddy just moved back to Orlando and he designs and uses custom CNC equipment to cut drone race bodies out of carbon fiber. He can make you a drone to do anything. Oh, that would be super cool. My one friend, uh, one of the gun websites team here, one of the people in Tucson started this whole thing back in the day. He's had little tiny ones that fit in the palm of your hand. They're tiny and, uh, he, one of the reasons he even got a 3D printer way before me was to make little bodies for that. Um, he wears these goggles and he flies them around super fast in the backyard, but they're about boring as hell to watch because you can't keep up with them. It's just this little, it just, unless you're the person flying it, it's super boring. But I might end up eventually getting one of them kind of toys because it seems pretty neat. I'm also curious, how much payload can one of these things lift? I've uh, like right now when I had that thing going before, I've been uh, pushing on them. So they'll they'll try to take off, and you just push them, you push them down, and they can push up pretty high or pretty heavy. Wait, they can push up pretty hard, like they can push against you pretty dang hard. So that makes me feel like these things can carry a lot, and uh, that's what I think I'd be interested in trying to figure out how to get payloads into drones. For some reason, I don't even know what to do with the payloads yet. Maybe drop water balloons on cactuses or something. Let's see. Uh, Gee, is it's canvas sided and it works good on a hundred degree day as long as the window shades are down. Crazy. I would think that it would just, you know, be blowing your air conditioning out constantly. That's cool. Um, you're also in a different part of the country than me. Uh, let's see. I grew up. Wait, no, Patriots next. I didn't know if 
they're purposely removing it, ask the new Boy Scouts. What are we talking about there? What are we talking about? I don't even know what that one is. Permanently removing. I don't remember what I was talking about there. Um, I grew up shooting all the time when I was a kid, BB guns, shotguns. I can't even imagine having that kind of access. Like I was running around neighborhoods and backyards with BB guns, knowing that if you didn't know what your target was and what was behind it, you were getting in trouble. Like there was a lot of trouble to be into. So you had to be really good at not just knowing what you're hitting, but what you might hit and what it was going to fall into and everything else. So uh, I cannot even imagine not having those constraints all the time. Obviously, everybody's got those constraints around the house. But uh, to have places where you could go where that wasn't an issue would have been a whole nother level. Uh, let's see. I like the range cleanup idea. I didn't create that. Every uh, uh, like good um, group of shooters that I'm, I've had the privilege to live around has done things like that. I don't always participate in them or nothing. I don't go shooting that much, so I don't feel like uh, I'm... Uh, you know, skirting out on nothing. But back in the day when we would shoot, we'd go, you know, I would either go to the event or do as much as I could to promote the events. Can't always go to them because half the time they were on Saturdays. And for some reason, the gun shop liked to be open on Saturdays. Um, I personally think that range cleanup should be evenings when nobody's shooting so that everybody can have a good time and drink beers and you know nobody's shooting so it's just like let's get this done and have a good time doing it it's nice out everybody just wants to do it in the middle of the day like some kind of freaking job like we go up and do it in two hours in the middle of the day uh, i'm moving to 110 acres in tennessee on in october and i got a 25 yard and a 50 yard range already built i just have to clean it up a little bit nice I got a ton of steel. I'm sure it was get your steel there somehow. This is Echo saying this. It's going to have a YouTube day and have a lot of people from YouTube out and just do some shooting. Cool. Um, I feel like if you had a bunch of people on your own property coming out to go shooting, they'd probably end up barbecuing something. Uh, Woods is saying constitutional carry, but not sure about Idaho. I think we just figured out they also have it. And Boise has some restrictions. Google and Intel. Pink says Google and Intel are thinking about building in Ohio. That's probably why the search was like that. Oh, really? Uh, posted to the DC project. Uh, Alex is saying, what does concealed carry training typically cost? That's a great question. So I think it's going to depend on the instructor for sure, right? Uh, an instructor who values their time, uh, has a expensive classroom, uses a lot of materials, uh, thinks their shit don't stink. They're all going to charge a lot. Typically, that's an indicator that you're going to get nicer materials or have a more comfortable classroom or hear from somebody who thinks they're so good. Typically, I don't want to say typically, but sometimes the people who are awesome, you wouldn't know it. You put them in a lineup and no one would ever pick them because they're just regular looking. And then uh, I can almost guarantee that Nobody's who's expensive is going to be worth it for regular people. 
trying to think of anybody who could be expensive that's worth it. Masada, you, but that's not CCW training. So in a concealed carry training, what we're talking about, just to so that I'm taking a minute to explain it, but when I think of concealed carry training, I think of literally the permit training, not the techniques or the mindset or the anything else that has to do with what it's like to be a person who carries a concealed handgun, but instead, whatever the required prerequisite instruction is necessary to get a permit for your state. Typically, that is orientation, familiarization, uh, and then maybe memorization of some of the laws, but it's pretty much just going to give you overviews, give you a, the gist of it, and uh, maybe ideally let you know that there's, you know, you've just scratched the tip of the surface, that there's a lot more to it if you choose, that you're not obligated, but you're encouraged. And that's typically what CCW is going to offer. So that can be very cheap. And it kind of also depends on what you're looking to get out of it. So to answer the question, I can't answer it quickly because I just don't know what your area is. I'm sure that a city costs more than a country, you know, you know some rural area, I'm assuming, because a rural area isn't going to have a $1,700 rent to pay for their classroom area. Somebody's going to be doing it, you know, in the backyard on a picnic table or something. Um, so I'm going to say just in very general, $50 to 200 at the most, I cannot imagine somebody charging you more than 200 for concealed carry unless there's something else included than the concealed carry itself. If there was some sort of a 16 hour obligation and range time, then it's gonna cost more because somebody has to you know, sacrifice 16 hours of their time. Um, but, uh, and I guess again, if it's, on a, it's, if it's like in the Scottsdale Gun Club where it costs X amount of dollars an hour versus the hot range not hot, but like, you know, the hot desert and just some place in the desert where everybody chooses to drive up to, you know, that's going to cost different. That's a good question. Um, I don't think that cost is going to be an indication of quality. There are things like um, websites. Usually each state has a state level forum that is focused on Second Amendment. Uh, if there isn't, then there's almost positively one that's focused on just guns. Uh, usually for trading and for keeping track of gun shops and things like that. And the same thing, it's going to have uh, a place for people to review the different instructors and training because no community of people wants to be at the whim of, the, you know, the unscrupulous, especially in 2022 when there's no absolute need at all. In fact, it would be expected that every region or community is going to have some way to communicate to, to, you know, to monitor and to offer feedback and to create a place for people to do research for something like this for training. The same way you would expect it for people that are going to put their dogs up on vacation or somebody looking for a doctor for their kid or something like there's going to be communities that offer reviews. So obviously check those out or maybe not obviously, but now that you know those exist, if you didn't check those out. Uh, if they're going to charge you to be a part of that kind of community, keep going because there are going to be communities that don't have exclusivity like that. I can't, I remember actually seen one like that, but I just thought of that as I said it. 
So Smeggy says, you made me realize by calling a CCW, we're acknowledging a firearm is a weapon. I hate that term, weapon for firearm. Me too. And the thing is, a CCW, I don't mind calling it a CCW because here in Arizona, I have a true CCW. I can carry a sword. I can carry a weird mace. I can carry like nunchucks. I can carry whatever the fuck I want and all of that. So I literally have a concealed carry weapons license. I can carry whatever weapons I want, which is super cool. And there's definitely people that do that. There's, I don't know if he's still alive, but there was this guy that used to carry a sword around all the time in Tucson. Not really a fan of training. It's a good point. A lot of people are not really, you know, they've been there, they've been there done that before. Uh, we are looking for the 10 reasons why, you know, training is not for you, why other people should be training. Uh, Bearded is saying Southeast Idaho, Southeast Idaho. Most local classes want 21 year olds or older. Don't know why. Uh, why is because they probably have a couple of things going on there. They've either been burned by youngins, you know, kids that are like, oh, I'm super interested. And then like, oh, what a squirrel. And they don't show up. Um, or they let a kid come in, do the thing, and then it turns out later that the parent or somebody else doesn't like it, you know, so maybe they've got that, or just some kind of weird concern, or they've got some, like, stick up their butt that 18-year-olds have mush brains and, you know, shouldn't be trained or something. And if that is the case, then uh, when you send her to Phoenix or send her to Vegas uh, or join her as she goes down, then... Uh, Definitely post all kinds of media, you know, social media posts. And I'm, again, I'm assuming if you send her to either of those two places I just said, she's going to get some acknowledgement for having shown up there to take an out-of-state class like that and uh, or instruction like that and then rub that in the face of those places that wouldn't let her. Be like, hey, but so much interest we had in doing this, so much that we went out of state because we're not going to wait for you. So when she turns 21, you think we're coming back? Or you think we're going to go to where she's already established a relationship with people who respect her and her rights. Oh, let's see. Smeggy is saying training can vary, but I would think a hundred bucks for a basic CCW. Yeah, I'm around in Tucson. It's like it used to be 35 to 100. Oh, you know what? I totally forgot because I started blabbing there. But Smeggy is saying a hundred bucks. He lives in uh, cities, fancy cities. When you buy a CCW permit where Smeggy's at, when you go to take it from the clerk who's got a tie on, you take it, but you leave your little pinky out because it's super fancy. Uh, the other thing I was going to say, though, if uh, that person uh, or what, when you ask how much does a concealed carry cost, it's going to cost you something if you take their resources. If you're going to require them to sign off on it and to you know, be paying attention that you're learning and understanding everything. If you're going to use their fingerprints or some other, you know, literal thing that they have there, their forms and stuff, then yeah, expect to pay because you're using their service. However, and I used to put this on the end of all our videos, um, we encourage you to uh, take a CCW class every year, practice every month and carry every day. Cause that's realistic. Not everybody can go to the range every day. I mean, come on, man, nobody's got that kind of money or time. But at the other hand, you want to get out and shoot once in a while. Well, why would you take a CCW class every year if the state doesn't want you to? Because fuck the state. They're just giving you uh, some kind of general rules because some idiots decided those were necessary. We don't need none of that. But on the other hand, you need, you want as much as you can get. 
So um, what I'm going to suggest is call around, find as many CCW instructors as you can, find the one that you value and pay for that one, take it. Now, when you're done with that, and especially when you're new to CCW, call every single other CCW instructor and ask them, I've already got my CCW permit, but I'm new. I have a YouTube channel. Would I be able to audit your class and tell people what your class is like? Share your class with my audience? Unless they're like weird, they're going to go. And, and I mean, I've been to a lot of classes, so I'm not just saying this. They're going to say, yeah, show up and it's free because you're not taking any of their resources. So what you're going to experience is their type of instruction, their classroom, their punctuality and what they focus on, what they're lacking focus on, what they do care about and what they don't. You're going to see that from every one of their students, depending on what you stick around for and what you have access to. I've been to classes where they didn't care. Nobody seemed to mind if I showed up and hung out with them as they were shooting, even though I wasn't shooting. I've been to classes where that wouldn't have been appropriate. So I said my goodbyes and left. So uh, you might see their, their pistols. You might see the range bags that they're using. And all of that is data, especially when you're new. But it's, it's, it's interesting data when you're not new as well. So I encourage anybody who has the inclination or the ability, especially if you've got new shooters around, to audit courses, audit classes with the CCW instructors in your area. When the next person, if you've taken three or four classes with different instructors over the some amount of time and somebody says, which CCW should I take? Now you can look them up and down, judge them and assume which class is going to be better for them, which is the way it should work. Right. I think that's legit. I need to uh, drink. So that means we're going to play another commercial. AskGunQuestions.com is a website that we built back in 2007, and since then, for the last 15 years, people have been able to ask questions of simple to advanced nature, and we attempt to answer them in different ways over the years. Join us now as we start a new series to answer gun questions. All right, so now I'm trying to find everything again. Here we go. So, uh... I think that answered that one. Let's see. Patriot says removing, teaching kids shooting, swimming, etc. With the new scouts, I think they removed everything with firearms. Oh, really? Well, for one thing, it's not Boy Scouts anymore. They're just called Scouts, and girls aren't allowed to shoot. So they would have had to take firearms out because <clears throat> girls, females, don't shoot. So, of course, they would have taken it out. That's why there was no shooting in Girl Scouts. Uh, then we get to echoes with brushless motors and lithium polymer batteries. Your load limit is very high, even on the micro scale. Um, yeah, I think that's the main thing, right? Like having a lot of power in your battery without a lot of weight in your battery. Now you can just throw all of that into lifting. And I'm almost positive the drones, we're talking about drones, I guess here. I'm almost positive the drones that I own, the ones that most people are, you know, what, what are made for m mass production are going to be, you know, designed for some middle of the road, right? Like they're going to be designed to fly effectively and efficiently, but then be sturdy or something. So I'll bet you if you stressed them to some, to some extent, to some limit, to some direction, you could get, you know, the ultimate lift out of some blade as opposed to the blades that they normally make. 
uh, John Brown Productions out there. Good evening. So Maggie's saying if it's more of a comprehensive self-defense class, it could be a few hundred bucks. Well, a comprehensive self-defense class is totally different. And that would be it's so difficult to figure out which class is which. That's another reason why maybe firearms training isn't for you. And, you know, one of the 10 reasons why it's probably for other people. But there's definitely a lot of options for self-defense classes the same way that there's a lot of choices for martial arts. So, you know, you could take judo, you can take taekwondo, you can take kung fu. So if you're not familiar with these things, uh, judo is where you throw people around, you, uh, you wrestle, right? You're, you're not kicking and punching as much as you're grabbing and thrusting and pushing and falling on people and stuff. And uh, Taekwondo, might as well just say kicking people. Taekwondo is kicking people all the time. You're jumping up and kicking people or swinging around and kicking people. Every once in a while you punch somebody when they're not looking, you kick them. And then Kung Fu is the good one. Uh, Bruce Lee kind of did a version of Kung Fu. So that's the one where you think and you let the other person fail in front of you a bunch of times. And it's the one that's the most efficient, looks all cool. Then there's a keto. Anyway, we can get into them. But, uh, you know, you're going to have these different... Um, methodologies and different tactics and stuff. Um, so I guess the uh, thing came from the comprehensive self-defense could be a couple hundred bucks. The range of instruction out there is going to be, for example, there's people that, and I'll but there's people that think by watching crimes take place on security cameras, that's instruction. So if you imagine if you were to take a what they call a comprehensive self-defense class and a, and a good chunk of it was just watching fails, watching fail videos and fear porn. That would I would never pay hundreds of dollars for that. I'd, I'd sue for hundreds of dollars for wasting my time and giving me scars, training scars. But uh, you go to another class that the best classes take you through mindset which is a realistic description of the circumstances that you're about to get yourself into by deciding to wear a firearm in the United States in 2022, right? in public in the United States in 2022. And the best classes will not take that decision lightly and will spend a majority of the class, a majority of the class, challenging your determination, challenging your drive and doing all they can to explain the the obligations and responsibilities that come along with carrying a firearm in public in 2022 in the United States. It's a hell of a lot of them. Almost no benefit at all, at all, except that you get to win if the worst case scenario happens and you're totally able to do the things that, you know, allow you to prevail. So um, uh, the best classes are much more thought provoking than any kind of actual whiz bang technique or something. And because of that, they don't cost as much. And they're often overlooked by the people that do charge enough to offer a commission to get people to buy their crap or whatever, you know, the whole pyramid scheme thing. So that's a great uh, thing. Let me riff for a bit there. Let's see. BNW Woods is saying, I wish CCW was offered here in Washington. Intro to handgun, maybe. Hmm. So I'm not sure. So I guess you're talking like a tactical or like a 
you know, how to carry type of class. Because again, I think of CCW as just the laws and the procedures and the uh, culture of CCW perhaps. Maybe a little bit of like, hey, there's different holsters. So don't be embarrassed if the first three holsters you buy aren't right. Most people have eight or nine. Don't worry about it. Keep buying them. You can always sell them. You know, it's not a weird thing to have a drawer full of holsters. So like that's a CCW class. Intro to handgun. I mean, I've been to way through many intros to handgun. Intro to handgun can be, here's the slide and here's the magazine and here's how bullets work. And that can be pretty boring for everybody, I think, except for maybe very young. But I would, you mentioned uh, in Washington state, I guess I read that differently, but there, here in Arizona, there's gunsmithing classes at the state or at the uh, community colleges. There are CCW classes at the community college, and then there are police classes at the community college. So maybe it's worth checking out a community college or like an equivalent of a community college, private version. Smeggy said at 1031, which is not too bad, but 10 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago, my class by law had to be eight hours in class and the range test. And it was like 70 bucks, but the teacher was a buddy. I don't know if I'd enjoy taking a class with friends. I have taken classes with friends. Charles, I've taken Charles's class maybe three, four times. And I don't care at all because we're such good friends that and I've heard his class so many freaking times that uh, I'm just there to watch the students and to experience the classes. I think of going to Charles's classes as like instructing instructor, like being an instructor, because I just go to watch his technique, check out the class, and then see how Charles deals with the class. Because he's got a unique technique in the first place, and he's a very competent instructor, so he doesn't let anybody, he gives everybody the, a different amount of attention, he doesn't let anybody hang, and his technique of doing that is very subtle. So it's difficult to experience our, because it's in real time. You know, if you've got to watch it on video, it'd be easy, but very difficult to catch all the little subtle stuff. Um, but eight hours in the class and the range time, 70 bucks. That seems like a pretty good deal. Um, like I say, I'm just not sure if I'd want to hang out with my friend. Because uh, either I'd bug them or they'd bug me. You know? I mean, I'd probably be bugging them. Uh, let's see. We have, in Michigan, we have a concealed pistol license. Yep. It's too bad for you because I can carry a big freaking knife or a uh, sword or something. Jason's saying, I carry an out-the-front knife. You know how many times someone says that's illegal? That's interesting. When I was a little kid, I grew up in states where switchblades were illegal. And back in the day, you could get that little comb that looked like a switchblade. So when Grease came out, or whatever version of Grease came out, it was probably like Grease 3, I don't know. One of those Grease movies came out. And then like Porky's, I think they used a switchblade in Porky's somewhere. So anyway, a couple of times when I was a little kid, those little uh, comb switchblades came around. And I never got one. I was so pissed. Um, but uh, so I grew up where the switchblades were at. And then I got my first switchblades when I still lived where they weren't supposed to be around. And those were the days. But then I lived out here in Arizona. And nobody gives a shit about switchblades. So it's super boring living with switchblades out here because 
if you go up to some old lady and go, look at my switchblade, she's going to be like, oh, yeah, look at my switchblade. Like, nobody cares about switchblades on here. But um, I guess that could be annoying. But here's the thing. If you buy an out the front, you expected it. It's like buying a lightsaber. You're going to make a big deal about your knife coming out. It's going to, you're going to get a, people's attention. So, you know, people without switchblades, nobody tells them about their knives because they don't see them. Oh, uh, let's see. Echo is saying same in the state of Florida. It's called the Concealed Weapons Permit or CWP or a CCP, Concealed Carry Permit. You can carry anything as long as you can conceal it. You know what, dude? Fuck all that. Are you kidding me? A CCP? Fuck Florida. That's uh, way too close to being CCCP, so I don't like it. Uh, I'm going to insist. I'm sorry, but I'm going to insist that you change the initials of your concealed carry permit. Oh, let's see. I got mine with a DD-214, fingerprints, and the fee. So is that the, uh, what do they call them? Basically, your goodbye papers. I get them mixed up with the Article 15, which is probably not going to get you one, even though that might have fingerprints associated with it also. So then Alex is saying, so that's a military, um, what am I trying to say? It's not retirement. The um, I can't remember the dang word that you use when you get out of the military. Because not everybody retires. you got to be 20 years or 25 years before you retire. Everybody else is just done with their enlistment or whatever. So anyway, that's your discharge papers. There you go. Uh, and a lot of states figure that if you were in the military, then somehow you know how to work a handgun, which just shows you how stupid everybody is. Because, like, I don't even know what the percentage is. It can't be 2% of the people in the military even see a handgun. I'll bet you the whole army has, like, 200 gun, 200 handguns. Like, they, no, almost nobody uses a handgun. I wonder if there's a thing that would tell you how many... Pistols does the U.S. Army have? List of individual weapons of the U.S. Armed Forces. What? Inactive service. Are you kidding me? Oh, this is just a list of them, not a uh, inventory of them. Stupid. Anyway, I wonder how much that is. Uh, let's see. So Alex is saying, I think the Minnesota, the concealed carry classes are one part classroom, one part range. That's usually how, that's how most of the time when they have some kind of requirement on the, how much time you need to take, it's usually something like that. Uh, Patriot saying, what was the result of the poll about the shock video used in the self-defense training from what that guy that demanded you watch attack? Videos. He didn't demand that, but he was saying that by watching criminal videos that, um, or by watching crimes on security tapes, that somehow that's training. And I know that there's channels out there, but my position is if you're watching garbage like that, all you're doing is watching what somebody else did wrong or right. And that doesn't help you at all because that's not you. That's somebody else. So I need to try to jump over to my other channel. 
And what happens is I believe that it's crippling. It's going to give you scars that make you think, oh, if somebody comes at me from the right, I need to jab them from the left or, you know, whatever the circumstances are. And in reality, there's nothing to suggest that any of that is what's going to come down in that order. So I don't like watching those things. And I think what happens is people put those things up and then people watch it and they show it to their friend and they watch it again and they're like, oh, did that really happen? And they watch it again. So these things are designed to get a lot of views. And that's what happens. They get a lot of views. People are sharing it. People watch it again. They talk about it. They watch it again. It's getting all these views. And then people come along and go, wow, look at all of these views. And then they go, this must be valuable because so many people are watching it. So it's a self uh something what's the word self uh it's like a self-promoting viral video but that's not the word i was looking for self something prophecy something like that anyway so patriot was saying what's the result of your poll about the shock video used in defense training from that guy demanded you watch attack videos so basically Oh, wait, I'm looking at the wrong one. I'm looking at constitutional carry. Um, I'm looking through my polls over here on the uh, big chat channel. How far back was that? This was just from the other day, so it must be even further back than this other poll. Uh, they don't let us just filter for polls. That would be nice. So instead, I got to scroll through every stinking post, and I post every once in a while, so every stinking post here. I thought it was that one that we were going after. Yeah, maybe I don't have it in here. So I don't have it in here. I can't think of that one. Um, but since I scrolled all the way down here, there is one about uh, which do you say? Constitutional carry, permitless carry, unrestricted carry, or it don't matter. Well, it is constitutional carry. Most people say 65% say constitutional carry. 3% said permitless carry. 14% said unrestricted. And then a bunch of people said it don't matter. So, um, yeah, I don't know where that poll is. Maybe that was a poll in like over here. We do have a poll going right now. There are only 19 votes, so feel free to vote in the poll. Tonight, I made an agreement with YouTube, and it is free. You can vote in this poll for free. And once you vote in the poll, you'll have the satisfaction of having participated in a poll on YouTube. It's amazing. So the question is, what will your next firearm training be? And it looks like most people are choosing self-defense or CCW at 42%. 37% have said medical, rifle, and gunsmithing are tied at 11%. We have 19 votes. All right, so moving back over to the comments people have been chatting about here. I am at 1043, so I am about 11, 12 minutes behind. That's not too bad, considering we're at two hours into a show. Alex is asking, what is the best gun to use to qualify? Wait. Oh, what is the best gun to use to qualify in a concealed carry class? A 22 question mark. Um, Charles brings a 22 to class and he has everybody participate with a 22. Um, 
I think it depends on the students. You can't go wrong with the 22. It usually will work. I don't know of any CCW classes that require your projectile to have enough energy to do something the 22 can't do. The only time I've ever seen any kind of requirement as far as efficiency with a firearm, it would be a marksmanship test. So 22 would work. And because 22 has very little recoil and uh, is easy to get follow-up shots on uh, and doesn't really have a lot of noise or report compared to other calibers. So it can be a lot less stressful for somebody who's new or learning so many new things at the same time in one day. It can be a pretty good uh, option. Charles, I believe, puts a suppressor on his so that they're even quieter and longer. So that sometimes when you give somebody a 22, uh, so when you say, what's the best gun to qualify with? Sometimes if you give somebody a 22, it's a little too small. 22s don't need to be big. They can be big, but not all of them are. So if someone just literally said, let me bring a 22 to the range, the physical size of that could be anything from very small to as large as the largest gun, just in a small caliber. So you wouldn't want to bring something out to a class that's difficult to manipulate or aim. But uh, that being said, a uh, single action revolver or a you know, mid-size semi-auto uh, in a 22 caliber is the way to go. I think we'll try to wrap this thing up at two hours since I'm yawning more than I'm talking now. So Potato is saying to Woods, it's about as, about as far as Vegas. I have a gun to gift her and I can teach. Just thought a defensive class would benefit her. In Idaho, she can carry without any permit, right on. Um, so I don't know what you were asking to Woods. Is Oregon far? Oh, I see. About as far as Vegas. How can Oregon be as far as Vegas? Depending on where you are, I guess. Oh, you're thinking Idaho, and I'm thinking Washington State. That's why. Well, how far are you, how close are you to Cody? Cody Firearms Experience is a gun shop on the uh, east gate of Yellowstone. And uh, you're probably not too far from Cody. I don't know about specifically to girls, like the other two that I know would specifically be catered to a young girl and would literally have the ability to help a young girl, like not just have a good time, but like have a good time. Um, I'm assuming the Cody Firearms Experience could do the same thing, though, and they'd probably be just as uh, excited for her to be show up, you know, to get training like that. Assuming they do, though. I would not just assume anything there. I would call them because I don't know that they do. I'm just assuming that they do. What is the best gun to use to qualify in a CCW class? Oh, that's the same question. Oh, Honda's out there. Good evening. Uh, taking some time off from uh, your job as a politician, I see. Oh, we're not supposed to know about that, I guess. We're not supposed to talk about that Honda is actually undercover politician. Uh, I had a butterfly comb as a kid. Nice. I only had butterfly knives. I don't think I ever had anything else butterfly. There's a butterfly can opener that I'd like to fiddle with, but I would not want to own it. All right. Discharge. Thank you. That's the word I was thinking of. No, not even a dishonorable, just discharge. That's two, two, 22. Yeah, 22. DD-214. 
there we go, is a, uh, it's, it's, I mean, it can be. I think the dishonorable is also, but I'm just saying it's just your discharge. Your discharge will just say like how long you've been on the clock and this and that and the other thing. Um, I think it has your things on it, like whatever you did. It's sort of like your report card so that when you look at it, kind of you can tell who the person was by looking at their 14 or TV214 in many years. Uh, let's see, did security on my ship and carried an M9 and a 16A3. Hmm. Uh, probably all MPs. Let's see, even if they have a million, doesn't mean they use them. See, now I don't know what we're talking about. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, just because the military has them? Yeah. Oh, I got everybody saying now. Now I'm caught up. Now I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I bet you the Navy uses more pistols. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Number one, they're not giving the Navy no pistols. They'd lose them all and bomb the ocean. The Navy's always dropping stuff over the side. Two, what would the Navy need a pistol for? Come on, man. Uh, Self-fulfilling prophecy. Plus, they'd be shooting them inflatable rafts all the time. Nah, I don't think they give them any pistols, really. You know what they give the Navy? Them little tiny billy clubs. That's what they give them on a little string. Uh, a buck mark for the CCW class? I guess so. Uh, if we did another poll, I would put on there uh, if uh, you think a suppressor is a good idea for a CCW class, although I think everybody would vote yes on that. Some states only let you carry what you test with. If that's the case, uh, use the one you plan to carry. Well, that's interesting. That I think that's the way it was in, well, I'm almost positive that's the way it was in Nevada now that you say that. But I just don't remember. Did we have to qualify on every single pistol? I would have had to pull out the little P3AT, and that's a long time ago, so there's no way I can remember if I had to or what range we would have been on. I can remember qualifying the one range on that because we did these at front sight. So I can remember that we, you know, we were doing that because everything else was closed and it was like a Monday or something. Everybody else was gone and we had the kind of whole place to ourselves. It was kind of cool. But I do not remember shooting the P380. On the other hand, it's possible that I don't remember something from like 20 years ago or something. Holy crap. That's a long time ago. 61% crime videos are stupid. Uh, well, I don't even think it's that many. I think that Everybody needs to know how horrible people can be, and that can be done very effectively with some precise awareness. Like, here's a lady who was minding her business and got clobbered. Here's a guy that was trying to help out and got clobbered. Here's somebody who did something and got clobbered. Here's somebody that didn't intend. Oh, they got clobbered. Okay, that's about as much as I'm going to expect. Like, after that, it's fear porn and... Now somebody's thinking, oh, well, if only I did this, then that wouldn't have happened. Or maybe I just don't go there and it wouldn't have happened. Or if I don't hang out with that person, it doesn't happen. I think that if that was the case, then we would be watching like, hey, you want to learn how to spell a word? Why don't you study all the ways on how to not spell it? Like, why would you fill your brain with what doesn't work? We don't do that anywhere else. So why would you do it for a time in your life? You only got so much time on the planet and ideally this never happens but potentially out of nowhere at a time that you don't 
pick or expect you're barely ready for only if you've done something to prepare yourself ahead of time. And then at in a moment, you have to bring all of your prior awareness and resources together, evaluate and determine you're actually in a situation that matters and not some kind of weird scenario. Because if you did any kind of preparatory training, you're going to question if you're in a scenario. You're going to question, is this real or am I in a really realistic scenario? Is somebody testing me or is this real? It's going to happen. Sorry, it happens. So you're going to bring in all of that in the moments that it has to happen and for you to still have time to execute whatever technique or tactic you're going to go with. And you're going to give yourself every bad thing, every idiot who's ever done anything. No way. I can't see it. There's no way. No I'm going to learn how to study or I want to learn how to spell. So I'm just going to not spell a shit ton of words and study those. Come on. Doesn't make any sense. It's fake. So it's more like 90 something percent of crime videos are stupid and like maybe 8%, maybe six or five even percent more realistically are worth like, this can't happen or look what happened here. This person thought they were pretty confident, but oh, look, they got whooped on, you know, something bad happened. Uh, I think anything less powerful than what you want to test with is okay. If you test with 45, you can carry it. What, what are we talking about there? So I don't know what we're talking about there. I don't know if Smeggy's behind or what. All right. So now we're at an hour, an hour mark. What am I saying? It's two hours. We're at the two hour mark. So I'm going to go over to here and I am going to click on this. Our topic tonight was maybe firearms training is not for you. Ten reasons why firearms training is mostly for other people, not necessarily for you. So if you've got any other uh, last minute uh, reasons, uh, suggestions, or... Uh, justifications for your position on this, then uh, we can add those. Otherwise, we had uh, a pretty good training day today. Uh, Brooke Cheney does a, is, is doing a series. Uh, I have to learn how to type and talk at the same time. Uh, Brooke is doing a series of short and effective videos with uh, firearms instructors. She had the third one of those on today and uh, look forward to more of those. Alex is saying the DD-214 identifies the veteran's condition of discharge other than and all that stuff. So, but then doesn't it have other stuff besides that? Not for some reason it has like my driver's license shit on there like because in the army you get like a bunch of different qualifications for things and i just rem i thought i remember maybe i'm just thinking of my driver's license but i thought that shit was on there too like a list of all the stuff you did classes and shit like that um smeggy was just given the results of the poll All right. Well, with that, um, I guess I was saying uh, we're about two hours in and this one's been a little bit sloppy because I've been reading off of the comments and I feel like I'm getting uh, sleepy here. So I'm getting kind of tired. However, 
I am not so sleepy. Oh, wards and duty stations. Okay. Does it have MOS changes in there? You know, I'm not sure too, because I might be thinking of a whole nother form now that I'm thinking about it. Because is there two sides to a 214? I don't know. So I'm definitely getting tired and thinking about things from a long time ago. Uh, let's see. So I think we've got all the comments hit. But what we don't have hit is the idea that. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is the idea that nobody pays attention to the bottom of the screen. For two hours, I don't know if that's been up there for the full two hours, but it's been up there for a very long time. And uh, I simply can't even give nothing away today. Because uh, normally, as it says on the bottom of the screen, we thank our Patreons for giving us the time to work on projects like this one. Truly is. Those 150-ish less than 150 people that are either buying us a cup of coffee, a couple of them buy us lunch once a month. And that makes it possible for us to spend the time on stuff like this. So one of the ways that we say thanks is to, uh, well, thank them, but also to uh, put out these challenges, so to speak. A lot of channels will do something. They'll, still, they'll expect you to just sit back and relax and listen to their show. Just absorb their programming. We don't do that. We try to have an interactive event, so to speak, a collaboration of our minds here. So Smeggy has entered the hashtag Daily Gun Show. However, nobody else has. So once again, we have to end the show without any kind of fabulous loot or prizes going out for free, absolutely free. Uh, Oprah goes out to each and every one of your homes and puts little goodies underneath of your chair. And if nobody uses the hashtag... You know, the show ends, you all go to sleep or whatever you do. And Oprah has to go get all those little sweets and goodnesses back from underneath of your chairs because nobody ever even looked down to grab them. It's sad, really. So we're going to end this one on the sad note that even during all of this time, there was nobody that says you couldn't have put the hashtag out there, but nobody did. So in a way, Smeggy won, but in a way, Smeggy's all by himself because I can't even push the button with one person. So... Kind of, you're a winner? Yeah, I know. This is what happens. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to end the show. We're going to welcome you to uh, purchasing from our gear website store. Tomorrow will be a very special free patch Friday in that I am basically a mortgage payment off this year, meaning I need to pay a whole other mortgage payment. So I'm going to put a bunch of effort tonight and tomorrow into putting new stuff on the store. We've got 70 something items up on eBay, 10 or 12 new items this week. Uh, things got sold. So some old stuff from back in the pile came out and some new things got added. Uh, we will definitely be adding some new items to the gear website store, which I keep talking about doing, but as I've been uh, getting more organized and not paying the mortgage, uh, it's become more and more apparent that I need to put things on eBay more. So we've been putting stuff more stuff on eBay and the store. And uh, yeah, thanks everybody for showing up. I'll mention again that I've been chatting for another like five or six minutes here and no one still put a hashtag in there. So that's how, is it your fault? No. Is it the fault of the other live shows you watch? Yeah, because we all have this feature. Only Gizzard uses it really to give away things all the time and half the time he gives stuff to me. But 
it's not your fault. It's the fault of these other channels that you watch that go live and then don't give nothing away to you. I'm just saying, it's the people that go live and don't offer this service so no one gets accustomed to the free service of using the interactive hashtag ability of the situation we got going on. All right, so with that one, you can lead a bunch of people in a chat up to loot, but you can't make them take the loot home with them. You can't make them participate in the grabbing of the loot. With that, we will uh, leave you all to play your loots and uh, we'll be back to get there. Gearwebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is free patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at Gearwebsites.com. This episode, Nobody Beats the House. Thank you for supporting our projects. If you'd like to buy us a cup of coffee, check out our Patreon, our channel. Patreon channel. The guys and gals the guys at gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW, class, a CCW class, every class every year, practice at least practice once a month, and, and carry and every day. Thank you for watching gunwebsites.com.